For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Broadcasting around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to the Lids Fly. Green light is on. All set there to go. Set to jump. They're set. Ready. Ready to go now. Racing now. Racing. Racing. Hello and a very warm welcome wherever you might be right around Australia. Do the lids fly, fill the chase. I'm really confused. I always am when it comes to these type of situations. And as it stands right now, all I know is that James Vandermark's going to tip us into winner after winner after winner after winner. Hello, buddy. Hello, mate. Uh, as far as I know, lids fly on a Thursday, I'm feeling. Yeah. Uh, continues on with the coverage a bit later on. And that, that's the, the sort of the, the feeling I'm getting. And, yeah. and the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays will go with the thrill of the chase. I yeah. reckon that'll that'll uh, sort us out. But I'm as confused as you are about yeah. that one, mate. Yeah, I thought it was thrill of the chase. Lids, lids fly open yeah. either which way. Hello to you, brother. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh, looking forward to tonight, obviously, at Sandown Park. It's, it's a really good night of racing. You've got... The Harrison Dawson Sapphire Crown, two uh, two very very good Group Ones, and one for the boys, one for the girls, and then you you throw in four heats of the richest staying race for greyhounds in the world, the Sandown Cup, and yep. it is just a monstrous night of racing. We'll touch on that a bit later on in the show. We'll get Mickey Floyd on for his thoughts throughout the program, and I'm going to tip you in hopefully to uh, to twelve winners for this program tonight. But uh, we'll see how we go. Ah, perfect, perfect, perfect. How's the week been, mate? What have you been up to? We were, obviously weren't even together on. On, on uh, da, 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 Tuesday, because I was on the way back from Mowi at the time. Mate, how's your week been? Yeah, look, been a good uh, good week, mate. Uh, Hillsville on uh, on Tuesday. I've got a little bit of a headache just slipping in at the moment, so I might have to to, uh, to tuck into a, a few more waters, I think, before we mm-hmm. get this uh, meeting underway tonight. But, uh, look, on Tuesday's show, we spoke of Aston Rupee as, you know, potentially being the the next big thing, and, and, and he lived up to that on Thursday night, on Tuesday night, rather. He, he continued on his winning ways, and... It's, uh, it's exciting to think, and I know we spoke a fair bit about this Greyhound through the Launching Pad series, but I'm convinced, and especially now that he's had that freshen up and come back to his brilliant best, that he, he sort of just clawed his way through that Launching Pad series. And I think that run the week before, the, the heats, I think it was at Ballarat for memory, where he was beaten as a long odds on favourite. Well, it, it probably just came at a bad time, and, and he probably didn't go through that Launching Pad series as, as well. and as good as he, he potentially can be and, and, and Glenn Rounds gave him that break following that series and, and he's now freshened up and he, he's looking like he is potentially the next big thing. So very, very exciting time. Silver Lake was the other greyhound that went through that series that we spoke of as, as potentially being a star going forward and um, he moved to uh, to Graham James as the trainer. Things probably just didn't work out too well so now he's back with, uh, with Lynn Goff and I think the reason for that initial change of kennel was if he is going to be a, a genuine Group 1 star, well, then the trainer has to sort of be willing to travel. I don't think Lynn's, you know, that keen on, on travelling interstate and going for those big races. But he's uh, he's back home, Silver Lake, and, and it'll be interesting to see when he does make a return. It is exciting, isn't it? And we have said this so often. But like the, the very fact is that we're in a situation where each and every week there's something big happening. And this is no different. Tonight, as you touched on, into the heats. Of course, the Sandown Cup next Thursday is going to be huge. It is a, it is a remarkable time. Yeah, look, and I think that's, as I said, it's a credit to uh, to GRV and their programming and the way they they pop these races on so that there is constantly something to, to look forward to effectively. And you add to that, you know, it's only about a month now from, from we see the, uh, the inaugural running of the Pink Diamond Series, and that's mm-hmm. worth $750,000 in prize money uh, for all of the, the different 
respective events. And it's probably the, the best step, I think, in the right direction for awarding Victorian breeders and owners and trainers to continue to race their dogs here in Victoria. And, and I think that incentive, uh, that, that, that extra prize money kick, and, and not just for the, the owner and trainer, but also for the breeder, it's, it's, it's a huge plus and a huge help for those who are racing greyhounds. You know, I believe the hardest state to win a race in Australia and, and probably the hardest race to win a, a race in the world just because of the, the depth of greyhound racing here is so very strong. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six to get involved. If there is one you like over the course of the night, any questions you might have for Jimmy, fire them in. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. We'll talk a little bit about what we've seen today in a moment. But firstly, Warrigal race seven is just over ninety seconds away, mate. What do you make of it? Look, I'm I'm pretty taken by the uh, the five here, Ultimate Mayhem. Now, the reason I like this dog is because of what he did two starts ago at Hills. But if you you get on that Watchdog app. You would have downloaded it by now if you tune into the show. You, you'll see that he absolutely motored home in it. You know, I think a stronger race behind Soul Illusion two starts ago. And then last week was trying so hard to get across to a, a good place and and just kept finding trouble and never really got a chance to uh, to show what he can do. So I think he's going to run well. I think the three roulette's a bit of a danger. He's just dropping a bit in class here. So, so often we see them when they do drop back in class, they run well. And the other that I liked was number six, why not GG, who does, you know, possess a little bit of early speed. So three, five and six, I think if we were to play those in exotics, we should hopefully go well. And, and ultimate mayhem, I think, is the runner to beat with a touch of luck early. Just while we look quickly, while we wait, what have you made of Warrigal earlier today? Yeah, look, what I've made of Warrigal is we are having a little bit of problem with the uh, the Watchdog website at the moment. Uh, not the actual app, but um, we have got a little bit of an issue with Fast Track, I believe. So... The, uh, the team at GRV, no doubt, would be working overtime to, uh, to get all that sorted. So I'm going to have to switch over and, and take a look at the uh, results throughout the app. There were a couple early that, uh, that I thought went well. Humanity, not so much the run wasn't overly impressive, but initially there was really good betting support around. Uh, race one, number two, Humanity. Race two was won by Captain Warrior. Very, very hard to find. Went 23.55. That's not normally quick enough to, uh, to win a race. It was today. And then uh, closer to this race, Tinker China is a greyhound who won race four. We tipped this greyhound on the show last week and nothing went right yet today. Got the job done at about $5.30. So if you, if you stuck it out fat, went a week later, you would have got the, uh, the chockies there with Tinker China. As we count down to race seven, we're going to go the five. But I do feel the three is, is, a, is a huge threat. So is the six with a bit of speed. Why not GG? As my champ has been down the track in recent runs, did run over the 5.15 at Sandown Park last time out, so dropping back uh, sharply in distance uh, today. Back to the 400, but has a 4.60 win here to its credit. So we're just about right for a start, race seven. A few chances here, and the green light goes on at the 400 metres. All set to go. Lewis rolling, they're ready. Set. Away they go. Leo's my champ. Stepped OK off the inside. Pace outside it, though. Why not? Gidgey works across easily from Leo's my champ. Second. Trouble at the back. Black Mindy and Shifty checked out the back. Settling third and fourth were Alderman Mayhem. Rio Hustler towards the turn. Further back in the race, Manila, Shine and Roulette. They swing it to the inside. Why not? Gidgey goes through and tackles Leo's my champ, who comes again. Leo's my champ gets up and blouses. Why not? Gidgey. Third to Alderman Mayhem. Then Rio Hustler fourth. Behind those runners, Roulette. Further back in the race, then. Uh, would have been Manila, Shine, Black, Mindy and Shifty were checked out of it in 22.98. One, six and five. The numbers, one, six and five. Leo's my champ had last crack at White Night Gigi and that's exactly how it played out. 
Yeah, look, and, and, and for the, the punters who got on the red, they might have got a touch lucky there because he, he's desperate for the outside. We saw him, you know, probably go four or five wide into the home straight from box number one. He's not normally the best of beginners. When he lobbed leaders back, the $5.50 that was available on the fixed odds, he, he should have been a $1.05 when they left the back straight. He was always going to win. I think credit to the runners-up uh, who ran a, a really good race. Why not, GG? Stuck on well and, and gave Leo's My Champ something to, to chase. And... They're now on top selection, ultimate mayhem. Just cutting back to the inside and running on late for third, but just gave them a little bit too big of a head start. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six to get involved. What now? We rolled in at David Taggart and I at one o'clock, of course, and early days or early doors. So it wasn't early in the actual meeting. It was later in the day. There were absolute bolters getting up left, right, and centre. There were long odds at play all afternoon at Shepparton. Yeah, I was just going through a couple of the results now, and uh, the, especially through that middle part of the program, you had uh, race five was won by a, a $9.70 chance in Lenny's memory. Race number seven was won by uh, Uzima Bale for Mark Delbridge, and the Delbridge kennel have dead set been flying for this, uh, at least the last couple of months, maybe a bit longer. $15.50 for that uh, winner at race seven. Then race eight went to my mate Tip, who won it. Almost $11. Toy Soldier run race number nine at $8.70. So it was just one of those days that uh, was probably not ideal for the punters. Although, in saying that, I, I think they got race number four right, Scott or not. For memory, was backed around $8 into about $4 on the fixed odds. Ended up jumping at $5.70. And credit to, uh, to Emma Bowles, the trainer, and her partner, Lockie Scott. Um, they've trained uh, for quite some time, but this litter is the first litter they've bred and then continued on to uh, to training. They had uh, the litter brother, Scott Ryder, or litter sister, I should say, win last Monday. Not this Monday, gone the Monday prior. And now Scott or not winning at uh, Shepparton this afternoon. So that was their second win as a, as a breeding trainer. So doing the uh, the whole package there. Well done to Wimber Bowles and Lockie Scott. And they actually have one at the moment that's going really good in town by the name of Hudat Diva, who might be one to uh, to keep an eye on when she steps up in trip. What have you made uh, of the news? Any getting around this week, mate? It's, uh, pretty quiet. Take it has been a quiet week, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a pretty quiet uh, newsy week, other than the fact, uh, obviously, that the Pink Diamond's fast approaching. There's always news when it comes to, to racing and big races, but the actual news side of things is is actually pretty quiet. You know what they say, no news is, is good news. Yeah, so true. I think uh, that, that's probably the one we'll but, go with. I'm just having a look if there has been anything that has been updated since I was on the uh, the journey down here to Sandown Park. And, yeah, not uh, not too much. There was a, an increase to penalties regarding knackery meat, uh, other human foods and personal medication matters that were being fed to greyhounds. So there's there's probably been a little bit of a crackdown, I think you could say, on, on trainers and... and, and the, the, the thing is, you have to be so careful as a trainer with, with what you're feeding because if you are feeding just pet food, meat as such, um, you, you sort of don't know where it came from. So mm. they're pushing now a lot more human consumption meats or, or effectively safer forms of, of meats to, uh, to feed the, the racing greyhounds. So penalties are increasing and, and obviously that's, that's going to make a change for, for those who are training greyhounds. And so they should, to mm. be fair. Yeah, oh, look, that's the thing. Animal welfare, greyhound racing is, is all around animal welfare and making sure these greyhounds are uh, so well looked after. Obviously, you know that myself and my wife have a couple of greyhounds yep. that we race as a hobby. And, mate, if I ate as well as our dogs eat, um, I wouldn't look the way I did. And I tell you, I'd have a little bit more energy than, than what I have because they, they get fed like kings and, and there should be no other way, I think, um, at the end of the day. And 
we've heard a lot of people recently say that, you know, these greyhounds are athletes and you need to treat them like athletes. And, and even post-recovery and things like that, you know, pre and post-race. And uh, when we were racing up at Tamora last year or the year before for the Cup, I was sort of making the, the drive down following getting home pretty late at night the next morning to get down to the beach and make sure the dogs are getting through the water. So, you know, a lot goes into it. It's not as easy as just turning up and putting the dog in the box and hoping they, they run, you know, 515 metres as quick as they can. And, and it's, it's a very professional and, and, and very... Um, what's the word? It's a very professional sport and, and very well governed as well now, I think. Yeah, agreed. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six to get involved, of course. We tell you each and every week, download the Watchdog app. You open a Black Book account and you never miss your favourite Greyhounds racing again. It is that simple. We'll squeeze a break away. We'll get to Warnable Race 2 in around six minutes' time. And I believe you've got a very special guest joining us again, mate. Indeed, mate. After 5.30, Mickey Floyd from Sandown. He'll tear it apart with stats of plenty. Yeah, I love it. That's all on the way right around Australia on Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Right around Australia, James Vandermart and Cam Luke. A couple of minutes away from the next couple of races where we'll find a winner or two as we're working our way through. And tell you what. What's it like? Well, now, you're out of Sandown right now, aren't you? I am indeed, mate. Yeah. The uh, front window of the broadcast looking down on the track, and by gee, it looks in magnificent order. I know I sound like a broken record, and I say that every week. I'm just opening the windows now, just taking a look out onto the track, and, yeah, it, uh, it doesn't look like there is one grain of sand out of place. It looks in tremendous order for a Group 1 night of racing. Yeah, 14 degrees. Is it chilly there? Uh, heat is on in the broadcast, so I wouldn't have a clue what it's like outside. <laughs> yeah, I've, cool. I've just opened the window, so I'm getting a bit of a feeling. But no, it doesn't feel too cold, to be honest. It's uh, good. It's not breezy at all, so it's a still 14, so it's not a, a real wintry night. So I, I think that's going to help the greyhounds, you know, get around the track quicker because normally when it when it is cold and we do get blustery conditions, it often can impact the the overall time. But the the way it's playing, it's far from a balmy night, but it's not a, a freezing cold night if that makes sense. All right, we'll get. Um Actually, before we get to the next race, uh, Speedster is back June 2. You want yeah. to talk about the leaderboard? Speedstar, yeah, exactly right, mate. Uh, we've got a couple of greyhounds that will be trialling. One of them are trialling after race number two tonight. Um, Ice Cream Story down from New South Wales for David Smith, who has a couple of runners engaged. Um, on Sunday, a few greyhounds. Now, the, the way they can qualify for the Speedstar series is by setting a fast time, effectively, and, and, and passing other greyhounds on the leaderboard so that you make the, the top eight quickest times. So that's the reason greyhounds are solo trialling. They can do it under race conditions. Obviously, they're likely to go faster when they are on their own. But at this stage, booked in for Sunday, you've got Fractured, who's going over the 595. Um, line of Qualities trialling 715. Kuro Kismet 515. Aston Rupee, who we spoke of, He's coming here for a 5.15 trial on Sunday. And then Mr Speaker, who won impressively yesterday at the Meadows, uh, he's going over the 5.95. So that is the uh, the list of trials. At the moment, Shimmer Shine's leading the Bill Collins, which is the major sprint event, 29.003. Tick along Tonk, Aston Fastnet, Gotham Duke amongst the top four. Over the 5.95, sipping Rambo, leading Aston Ulysses, Nangar Rust, and then Zach Manelli. And then over the 7.15, you've got Hank the Hustler, Zach Manelli, Sunset Burbsky, who's retired, run like Jess Webler Hayes. So there might be a couple that can slide up the order, especially Ooh, with nice. the, the Sandown Cup heats tonight. But interesting to see Zach Manelli's, I think at this stage, safely qualified for both the 7.15 and the 5.95. So if he does stick around post-Sandown Cup, 
he could probably have a go at either of those two races. Warnable race two. I know you're keen for one here. Hit number me. eight, Mr. Football. Probably one of my better bets of the night down at the Bull tonight. Race two, number eight, Mr. Football. And he's been well backed. Mr. Football move up. Green light. Set the second. Ready. Racing, winning the start was Lectra Loud, away fast mile of Sunrise, Mr. Football marks time out deep and now he zooms around and goes to the lead from Mile of Sunrise. Lectra Loud third, then Nightjar, the rail mile of Dawn and last mile of night around the turn though, Mr. Football kicked out. Four in front of Mile of Sunrise, Lectra Loud and Mr. Football running right. Mr. Football won it by five, beat Mile of Sunrise, Nightjar got home into third ahead of Lectra Loud. They were followed in by Mile of Night and Mile of dawn and the time was 22 and 03 and they stay beautifully done never in doubt no, look, he began nicely. He was probably, if anything, a little bit better away than I thought he might have been. Mustered up. He joined the leaders before the corner and really smashed them. 22.02, very, very good run. I'm probably a little bit surprised to see him go that quick, to be honest. And he'll pay uh, $2 top tote. Looks like maybe $2 a place mm. top tote as well. So for those who had a little each-way top tote dabble, I'm sure they'd be uh, pretty happy with themselves after the race number two there at the Bull. Warrigal. Race number eight is yeah. two minutes away. Open race as well outside of your favourite who is going from uh, box number two. I knew you'd uh, ask me about uh, Warrigal next. Pretty pretty hard race, uh, isn't it? Uh, over the 460, two minutes away, you've got Yalreda Saint off the inside, who's the race caller selection at $18. So that's, uh, that's interesting in itself. Uh, I'm going to go with number two here. It's the $2.70 favourite. I know we're not looking for much value, but uh, hook a long book. 26.09 PB at the track, but has had 13 goes yet to win one, but did clock a, a, a fairly good uh, time, low 26s as a PB. I think the market's pretty much spot on here because number four, Aston Rum, likes to just shift up the track a shade in the early parts. So I think the two and three are going to get every chance to, uh, to, to show what they can do, and, and hence I think the winner will probably come from either two hook along book or three Armstrong Bobby. But, mate, confidence levels uh, out of 10, maybe a 2.653. It's not an easy one to try and sort out, that's for sure. It is, and just quickly with people around the country packing on five minutes away, first of the last night race meeting of the year. McElroy's your favourite, $1.90. Red Sister, two forty-five. The rest, I'd be stunned, which I'm assuming most of the punters around the country would be. Quindy Pensee is at 10s. Hellover is at 11s, Combat Man 20s, and Ready or Bust at $27. But uh, you'd think that the three and the seven will fight this out. Uh, Red Sister was pretty good on debut. Our man Buckets takes the ride. Daniel Buckets more over the 1,200 Kitan. Stays at the 1,200. Going to be hard to beat him. McElroy uh, has had a couple of... Well, had an extra run in his, in his first prep. Uh, look, to be fair, going to be very hard to beat at $1.85. But the two that are in the market should be the two that should be too good in the first of packing them in four and a half minutes. Any best bets for the program, Packenham? Mm, not really. Haven't done a great, haven't done a great no. deal of it. First class dream is going to be pretty short, I think, later in the day or later in the night at around $5. And I think New Long Defence, who was brilliant resuming at Cranbourne over the 1,000 last start for Philip Stokes, actually stays at the 1,000, drawn really well. And uh, I think Jamie Mott will be able to control the race from that gate. So yeah. They're we'll on, the, on, on the grass, on the grass down there tonight? They are on the grass on a good three tonight. Mm. So, uh, last, Do you like betting last on the, the synthetic? Year. Yeah, I, that makes no difference to me because... Really? Uh, yeah. I, I just, you just have to do form based on synthetic form, which uh, yeah. as the course of the year. And if 
In our day, if you aren't huge on backing synthetic, there's almost about three months where yeah, you lose most you of the meetings. So um, it is what it is. Now, which number again at Warrigal? Number two and three. There I we think go. the winner will come from two or three. We might play a little bundle with the pair of them, uh, mm. maybe to both go well. We'll see what plays out here, race eight. And Sam DeKeats has the outside. And we're set for a start. All set, race eight. Ready at Warrigal. Away in racing, Oscar the Scout set a field to leave. Away fast inside, it was hook along book from Aston Rum. Oscar the Scout and now Yell Redder Saint punching through. Deep out, Sam De Keats winds up and they get away. About three lengths, Armstrong Bobby. Two or three to let out. Similar gap to Max Mayhem last. Yell Redder Saint, the leader up to the turn. Oscar the Scout has found the fence and runs on. Then Sam De Keats at the top of the straight. Sam De Keats and Oscar the Scout. They're after Yell Redder Saint. Oscar the Scout in front, he's kicking. Oh, he might have just beaten uh, Sam De Keats. What a great go. Third tight. Hook along book and Aston Rum, then Yell Red Saint. And behind those runners there, Armstrong Bobby let out Max Mayhem in 26.29. Nine, eight, and one. Again, one a bit of a price gets the job done. Nine, eight, and one. Yeah, it looked a pretty ordinary race on paper. It's the way it played out. Uh, you could just see the excitement with Kyle there because he tipped the one on top Yell Redder Saint at 20 mm -hmm. to one and it scooted two or three lengths clear. And I must say, I was cheering for him up to the home corner and then it got tied. And as it turned out, the reserve who... Got the run in the field and, and then took full advantage of that, staving off Sam De Keats. And, and at the end, they look clearly the best two dogs in the race. They drew right away from the chasing brigade. Uh, 0499 736 736 around the country, wherever you might be. Yeah, just obviously Floyd is going to join us after the news. How confident are you on tonight of being able to find a couple? It's always a hard... Anytime oh. there's group ones, always a lot harder, of course. But mm. are you confident on a couple? It's not a walk-up. You know, guaranteed mm -hmm. winning night by any stretch, but there are a few that I think do stand out. Obviously, um, Zach Minnelli, who's who's been outstanding last week, and I did a little bit of research into Zach Minnelli actually this uh, this morning, and just having a look at what he ran when he, he led them up in a group race at the Meadows a couple of months ago, and he was nearly breaking. He may well have even pushed the record over the uh, the 300 metres effectively from the 700 metre start. You know, on, on the first lap. That that's just how quick he goes. He'd be able to win a 300-metre race without a worry, Zach Minnelli. And to think he can do that and then sustain that, that brutality, that speed over 700 metres, it's something very special. And right now, he's my pick to, to win the, uh, the Sandown Cup. Um, Stanley Road, obviously, down here. He's a Group 1 winner on, on two occasions. He's an exciting type. But I'm taking him on tonight. I think he can go down Stanley Road because I think there's going be, to be pressure early. Just not sure where he's going to get to. And, and I think at the shorts, he's, he's one worth taking on. Uh, I, I do like this. I like this. I can't wait for next Thursday. In fact, next next Thursday night, I'll uh, be involved in a little uh, Inside SEN track club at the Bells Hotel as well for Sandown Cup, which is going to be such a huge night and one that's going to be right around the country. Very, 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 very eagerly anticipated. 0499 736 736 to get involved anytime. Anytime you want to get involved, you've got a best bet, you've got a value bet, you've got a question... Fire it in. You got something for Floydy, who has never got a statistic wrong. In how old is Floydy? Oh, I'm not too sure. Let's say early 30s. Early 30s. So essentially 28 <laughs> years. He hasn't got one wrong because I'll give him the first three years off as he just yeah. grew into his uh, greyhound statistical. No, nah, look, uh, I keeping. tell you, mate. Floydy, he, yep. um, he's got... I'm actually, I'm keen to go into his office one day and just check out his database because I've got no <laughs> idea where he keeps it. But yeah. it, it must be large because the, the amount of information he just pulls out of nowhere and he does it often, it's, it's pretty impressive stuff. They are moving in there first at Pakenham. 
as you said, McElroy at uh, 180, seven Red Sister at 260. It's almost right, your own ticket. Do we, we'll do we start with, with we'll a little... We'll stay with you. I'd be, I'd be stunned if either of these two didn't fight it out. Do they Quinella? Yeah, they'll Quinella. I think they're two, the rest of the field. Right. Um, We've got to get 150, 160 on the Quinella, don't we? I think the, so. The pair of them? Yeah, I, I think you would. Is that safer than backing one of them to win? Yeah, it is. Because both could win? Yeah. It is. Uh, look, Mac McElroy... Uh, in the first couple of starts, as I mentioned before, uh, has been okay without setting the world on fire. Mm. Um, so I think, just looking at this, I, I think they both got entered into this race thinking it might be an easy kill. Not an easy kill, but be able to get off their maiden relatively quickly and just bumped into each other, which obviously yeah. happens. Um, I look, I, I would be... Cornell is a good player. I'd be more inclined to back Red Sister at $2.70. Uh, staying as well, stripping a little bit fitter. Uh, staying at the 1,200. I always liked that. Let him out of Kyneton and just got nabbed late, got beat by about half a length. Uh, scissors beat it a couple of weeks ago. So on that... I must that, say, mate, as they jump, tell me this was, yeah, you told me this was on the turf, and that doesn't look like turf to me. You know what? You're right. They are in the synthetic. My <laughs> yeah, apologies. Yeah, the weather. There on, you go. I, but, I, uh, who, who are we on again? I forgot the numbers we're on now because well, I got so excited by the colour of the ground. We're on three and seven. My apologies. <laughs> I thought they were on tonight, but there you go. For people playing at home, Yeah, they are... I've got... The red Sister. Yeah. Straight to the top. Well, McElroy's there you go. just throwing the head about, not settling too well. He's in the one out, one back, but he's, he's yeah, not settling too well, this odds on his. So I think right now you'd almost be happy to be on Red Sister, who's about a length in front, turning for home, and we'll have to see what McElroy can find after not settling too well in the early part. There's a few challenges, though. Yeah, there is. This is what Red Sister did at Cotton on debut. Just got nabbed late, so controlled the race. Now McElroy's yeah. going to go up on the outside. I'd be surprised if this thing in the middle stuck on. Red Sister... Chip on. Click up. Here comes McElroy now. Going okay. Oh, geez. Red Sister's just starting to get the wobbles a little bit. It's what happened to Kitan, and I thought it'd strip a little fitter. There you go. This will be the Quinella, though. McElroy. Red Sister fighting back. Responds, yeah. Responds. Does it get there? It doesn't. It will be... Good start, though. The Quinella, we called it. There we go. Long neck between McElroy it was and Red Sister. End. We got the beautiful good Quinella. Race. and Mate, that's as good as a winner in anyone's book. Yeah, three, seven, six. I am stunned. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm not certain. No, they wouldn't have changed it. So it was a good three pack in them before. When I did and had a little look this this morning, it was a good three. But that's what I was saying on the uh, on the Sportsbet website. So I, that's yeah. why I didn't do any form for the night. I really well, just had a little look right through before. But it, there you go. Um, it probably answered my question, though, didn't it, about uh, track surfaces? Because mm -hmm. you've given us the two that uh, that should go one, two on the turf, and they've done so no problems on the synthetics. So probably lays uh, that query to bed as well in doing so. There we go. Beautifully done. We'll get to a break. Floydy to join us on the other side of this. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. James Vandermart and Cam Luke right around Australia. Easy to get involved. 0499 736 736. Uh, tell you what. I cannot wait for this because he was brilliant last week, wasn't he, Floydy? He was. He always is. He never ever misses a beat. Actually, we'll stop saying. Actually, go, go on first. Yes, what do you got? Yeah, I'm a little bit distracted because I've got um, the the judge tonight, uh, Lachlan Goff, who's just wandered mm -hmm. in and he's um, he's hassling me a little bit. And I said, I'm on the radio, mate, uh, on the on the news break, but he still mm -hmm. won't leave. And we may as well get him on here because he's standing right beside me. Yes. Just before we get to Floydy, I'm yep. going to. Get Lockie Goff on. He's just going to have to lean toward the microphone we have in here. And Lockie, we, we had you on once before, mate. You're normally driving the lure, but tonight you're uh, you're a judge. Do you get nervous when you when you're getting ready to, to judge two group ones? 
Uh, it's a big night tonight, Jim, but um, as a judge, we just hope there's no close finishes. Uh, so we have an easy night but up in the judges' room. If there is a close finish as a judge, you've got to get them right. Do you feel the pressure? Uh, you feel it a little bit, but you take your time. We take our time, and normally you'll call it correctly over the line. But, um, but yeah, if we if we don't have any uh, photo finishes tonight, it'll be spot on. And just, <laughs> we hope it's spot on anyway, mate. But uh, just before we let you go and I kick you out of the broadcast room, when, you, when, you're, when you're judging, just, just talk us through what the actual routine is. Because when they cross the line, you're in the judge's room. You've also got a steward, another judge, and you all sit there and you have a go at effectively when they cross the line, who you believe is one. And I guess that's if the, the equipment was to fail, you've got something to go off. Yeah, definitely. When the dogs cross the line, uh, one of the judges will take the photo finish and uh, we'll yell out what we believe is the is the finishing order uh, when they go across the line and then we'll go back to the computers where we see the finish um, and then uh, we put the, the line on the nose of each uh, greyhound and that'll give us the exact time of uh, each greyhound and there you have your winner. Well, there you go. Incredible stuff. Uh, that was not planned there, uh, Cam. Beautifully Luffy done. Uh, he's judging tonight, as I said. We've had him on in the past talking about lure driving, but tonight he's uh, he's judging the two Group 1s and the four Group 1 heats, so a big night for him. Well, he's got a very important... As he said, though, he's got a very important job, but as he said, you normally nail it anyway, so half the battle's already <laughs> done. By the time it gets to him, and I was about to say before you uh, brought him in, let's stop saying nice things about Floydy because he joins us on the line now. Yes, Mickey Floyd, how are you, mate? Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, a lot of pressure on James to get the call right by the sounds of things. But, uh, no, look, it's a fantastic night here at Sandown Park. I'm just down the 595-metre boxes, actually looking back on the track, uh, and it is absolutely beautiful. So I uh, can't waving. wait for a big night of Group 1 racing. I'm waving at you now. And, yeah, it is, it is a worry that our, <laughs> our judge is, is relying on my call to uh, to get the Group 1s right. But, hey, we'll see how we go. Let, let's start off with the two big ones, the, the two Group 1s for this week. Obviously, the, the Sandown Cup is about to begin, and, and we'll chat a little bit about that as well. But starting with the, the Harrison-Dawson, which is for the boys, it's, it's a race with such a great honour roll. And these kind of races, Floydie, you almost get the feeling that they're won by champion greyhounds and, and you get the feeling shimmer shine just fits that category to a t oh absolutely and uh look not to shimmer shine uh, you mentioned how good this race has been it's, particularly since it's become a group one race it's been one but been won by some of the true greats of the sport so it uh, it certainly is befitting that group one status and look there's any number of greyhounds in this race that uh, that'd be worthy winners uh, we talked about the melbourne cup last year being possibly the greatest edition of the melbourne cup we've seen and by the numbers this is every bit as good uh, 175 races one between them and 2.1 million in prize money stacks up almost identically with last year's melbourne cup field so gives you an indication of how good this field is and uh, when you look deeper into the form every single one of these greyhounds has been placed at group level so yeah mm. it's absolutely outstanding top to bottom that's why i go straight to you floydy because i love the stats you bring to the table who, who wins the harrison dawson is it shimmer shine's race to lose um if he steps he wins it's as simple as that he's the fastest dog in the race and uh yeah said if he steps he, they're not going to catch him but uh he has shown in his form over time that he possibly doesn't back up as well the second week uh over 500 meters uh, and it's been the case the last few group finals he's made i'm sticking with tiglong tonk i was pretty counting him last week mm. i really liked his run last week went 29 10 and i think from that draw he's probably the biggest winner out of the draw given mm. that he's got fernando bluey on his inside who is brilliant early but he does carve left so tiglong tonk She'll get all the room he needs. And look, five times now he's gone 29.15 or faster. So mm. uh, if he can repeat that tonight, it's going to be very hard to beat. It's a good race. 2834 off gone. Shimmer Shine on top. Late mail is going with number seven, it would seem, on track here. Uh, the girls line up in the, uh, the Sapphire Crown. It's one of the great races on the program. And 
Quara Bale, I mean, her, her last three weeks of work has, has just been extraordinary. But to win the Warnable Cup, to then come to the Sapphire Crown, to do that from awkward draws, can she finish it off and win tonight from box number six? Yeah, she certainly can win. It's uh, it's a question for one how well she steps. Her first split was only moderate last week, although the overall time was outstanding, 29-28. Uh, in the early part of the card last week, obviously, conditions weren't fantastic. But, uh, look, she's racing in fantastic form. Uh, the one I think come up really well well out of the box draw was Crazy Cool, the Queenslander. Uh, she was really impressive in that first race last week, 5.02 to the first mark. And with a red draw tonight, I think if she can repeat that, she's going to be in a great position early. She'll probably lead if she can do that again this week. And from there, I think she'll be very hard to Beat, especially at that mm. price, it's a, it's a good price for her. It's a bit of value. I'm going six, three, two, and eight as my top four there for the Sapphire Crown. Sandown Cup, uh, great staying race it is each and every year. It was won by a bit of a roughie last year, and we've got four heats of that uh, series tonight, starting off with race number three. And this is a big clash in itself. Zipping Rambo, who's stepping up in distance, he had his first 700 last week. Taking on Hate the Hustler, who ran his race upside down and, and still able to win last week, and then you've got Stanley Road, who's already you know been able to put together a couple of Group One wins, and he's, he's exciting, but he comes from behind. And that's always a question mark with those sort of dogs. You know, when they're coming from behind, they just kind of need that little bit of luck at some point in running. And given there's a lot of pace in this race and a few dogs that you know, aren't experienced or don't have a lot of success over the 700, uh, there's a chance that they'll be, as they're stopping, he's going to find a way through. But look, he's a class runner, Stanley Road. And uh, by all reports, his trial on Saturday, he stuck to the fence the whole way around at his first look at the track. So he's going to be hard to beat, uh, but a little bit short for mine. As you mentioned, Zipping Rambo was really good over 700 for the first time last week. And a little bit upside down as well. He, uh, he's usually early a good early speed over the 600 but didn't quite get it right last week but I thought he found the line really really well and Hank the Hustler he went 41.38 not long ago he's always been forgotten since then but uh, Stanley Road is definitely the one to be Frida Rocks I'm really interested to see how she goes as well on the back of that speed star trial on Sunday mm, yeah she went uh, very quickly indeed over the 5.95 now just quickly on that, on that runner there Stanley Road you said he trialled on Saturday was, was that trial time released or was it more of a, of a private trial uh, no, it was a public trial, uh, not an official trial, just a, a box-to-box on Saturday morning. He went uh, 30-60 to the third split from memory, which is a, a fair way off what Zach Minnelli ran last Thursday night, but uh, they are three different greyhounds, mm. obviously. Stanley Road uh, does come from off the pace. Zach Minnelli's out in front, and uh, it's probably unfair to benchmark Zach Minnelli because, uh, well, it was a near-record split. So, um, look, it would be very hard to repeat that, but, yeah, it did trial very, very well. Perfect segue to race four, heat two of the Sandown Cup. Zach Minnelli, I was just saying a moment ago, Mick, when he led up in a group race at the Meadows a couple of months ago, he ran a lot quicker than most dogs would run the first 300 metres of a sprint race. That, that's just how fast he goes. And as I said earlier, he's got this brutality to be able to run those breathtaking sections, but yet finish it off pretty well. And he's drawn the red tonight and he looks mighty, mighty hard to beat. Yeah, and I think that's the key to him now. He's uh, he's certainly matured and he's a much more seasoned stayer now. He's finding the line a lot better than what he was. It's a remarkable greyhound. He's been very quick over all distances over in WA and you know they're very good on the spruik over there in WA and you can see why because he, he just does it week in, week out. Uh, couldn't have been more impressive last week. Uh, over the three splits, he, was, he either broke the record or was near enough to it and look for mine from box one, he just wins this race and uh, <laughs> he's going to win the final next week too for mine but uh, yeah. look, he's a flying machine. Yeah. I agree, mate. One, three, four, seven. I've gone, and I think he's drawn the easiest of all of the heats tonight, which is yeah. just another plus for him as well. Race five. I was taken just at the end of the uh, the seven hundred meter run last week by Maggie Moo Moo, and that was enough for me to put her on top. I've gone seven, one, eight, two in race number five, which is heat three, and it's probably the hardest heat of the Sandown Cup to try and sort out. 
Yeah, it's certainly the most even. And, uh, you know, we talked about a few dogs not having much experience over 700. This is the opposite. There's a few dogs here that have had plenty of runs over the 700, and including Blazing Cartier, who has a fantastic record here, and Sir Truculent, who was runner-up in the Bold Trees here on Melbourne Cup night last year. But the, the three dogs from mine are the three drawn six, seven, and eight. Uh, Let's see, and Prim and Proper coming from New South Wales, and Maggie Moo, as you mentioned, has been very, very good uh, in her two starts here at Sandy, and probably needs a little bit more ground the way she's been finding mm. the line. But, uh, look, she's, uh, she's I've got her on top as well. She's the experienced stage. She's done it well here for a couple of weeks and uh, yeah, it'd be hard to beat again. Dead set marathon dog uh, Maggie Moomoo if they were to bring back the <laughs> 9.58 uh, they, they probably wouldn't beat her. Uh, race 7, Heat 4, final heat of the group ones tonight. I've gone We The People on top. I just thought the run behind Hake the Hustler last week was was so impressive and, and showed a, a good mid-race turn of pace when, when it got moving and, and I think draws a winnable race tonight. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, couldn't be more impressive the last two starts. Her win on debut here uh, over the 700 was really impressive. And I really like the way she hunted between dogs. She took a run when it was available. She went around, she went under, did all the right things. And she found the line really well, which is going to be important over these 700-metre races. Uh, look, she's going to be very hard to beat. She's probably outside of Zach Manelli, who's just too short for mine to be betting on its own. I think uh, where the people is the uh, is the best bet out of the St. Anne Cup heats. Yeah, I like We The People as well. So I think we're in agreement with a few of those. Zach Manelli, Maggie Moomoo, We The People might be ways to uh, to start up some kind of multi. Anything more to add, mate, before we let you go to, uh, to a big night of racing at headquarters tonight and the Sandown Cup, obviously, next Thursday night? Yeah, I'd like one in the second race. Uh, race two, number eight, Immunity. She's uh, she's drawn a much easier field than what she's been running against. I spoke to Jason Thompson, her trainer, last week, and uh, he, she came into that run last week, probably a run short uh, for various reasons, just that run short fitness-wise, and having that run under the belt now, I think that suits her really, really well. So uh, she's she's a, a best, well, for mine, she's a, a good way to kick off a very, very big night of racing. Yeah, I'm going to say race one, number three, is probably close to my best bet of the night, it's our Father Fevos, but good luck. Happy punting. Enjoy what's going to be a wonderful night. Two Group 1s tonight and obviously the big one next week. The big dance, the Group 1 Sandown Cup next Thursday night. Thanks, James. It is one of the premier nights of racing in the calendar and uh, the conditions are great. So really looking forward to it. There he is, Mick Floyd, across everything, as always. We're going to squeeze a break in, but firstly, do you have a tip for us in the third at Warnable, mate? Yeah, there's been money around for uh, for the one and also the eight. The seven won a, an easier race there recently, but thought Cracker Jack Ollie could be pretty hard to beat. I'm sort of banking on the five, going pretty hard left at the start, military girl, and if she does that, it's going to create space, hopefully, for Cracker Jack Ollie to whip around the outside. So we'll go the eight each way at the bull. Good news, we'll be able to play some music on the other side of this. Right around Australia, thrilled to chase. James Vandermark, Cam Luke. We're running short on time at Warrigal, mate. Did you like one here tonight? Seven, 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 seven. Get on Aston Atlas. Favourite will be winning. Here we go. Eighth race of the day. Almost right now. In fact, they are. Green light, race nine. They're set to go. Lewis rolling. Set. And away. Pretty even line out, showing pace from the inside. Good draw was Bombers Queen. Here's Mountview uh, Ginger away fast. Swept across and took the front. Lechero got a run across to second. Through to third. Troubled Oasis checked out the back. Bombers Queen. Back with it was Mikado. Said how high Austin is looking for runs. And Aston Atlas coming uh, home on the outside. Aston Atlas all over the top of them. Swept up, grabbed the lead. Jeez, I tell you what, the way you pushed it, and it won exactly like that. Seven, yeah, six, four, Bolton. Missed the kick, whipped mm-hmm. around the field, dashed away, and that was a bit of a double whammy because uh, Cracker Jack Holtby won at the bull as well. So play the music again for me, Cam. I want to hear some more beats. Uh, you want to go? How about this? Well, hang on. Have I hit it hard this time? 
Well, you know what? I could probably play a bit of Bang 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 because we play it today bit. at all. <laughs> Here we go. Bang Bang Bang. There we go. Beautifully done. Uh, yeah. Great job. Nice to get a couple of winners mm -hmm. in succession, mate, and, and a nice way to uh, to round out the hour as well. Just quickly tonight, Sandown, obviously the, the big ones we've already gone through, but probably some of the better bets of the night. I think race one, number three, Father Fevos. Just think he'll, he'll begin well, he'll be on the speed, and he'll, he'll go right with them for yep. a long way. So I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat. Uh, race 11, number three, I think a bit of value, Flywheel Bella. I think she can lead and might be able to run a good race as well. So huge, huge night here tonight. Now, just before I let you go, now the next race of Packenham's in around six minutes' time. Damien Watson and Mitchell Bay are about to get going on that. There's a horse, the favourite in the next race at Packenham is $2.80. It's got Diamond and Jewels. Hasn't raced, has not raced in a race. It's only had one race under its belt wow. since the 31st of October 2017. Now, it's had surgery on fetlocks and all the rest of it. But at $2.80 and not racing since that long, I'm not going to have, a, have a little crack at it. I think Westminster Abbey draws to get run of the race. Josh Richards in ripping form. Takes three kilos off its back as well. Gets down to 56 and a half. I think Westminster Abbey at $3.70 is one to have a look at uh, at Packenham in six minutes' time. But there you go. Diamonds Ooh. and jewels. How often do you see that in the Greyhound world? You Where don't. Are we? No, you no, don't, do you? No. Four years, they'd be retired and yeah. sitting on a couch by then. But... Yeah. Uh, it's it's rare, but that tells me that the, the, the horse has shown enough ability to persist with for four it, years. So you can look at it like that, or you can yes. say, well, by gee, it's had a lot of issues. But yeah, you got to train her in sometimes. There has been steady money around for it. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Just quickly, too, that first race at Pakenham, we suggested the Quinella. It ended up paying even money. So it was, it was a nice little start to the night. You followed that into those uh, Warnable and Warrigal tips, and you got cash rolling out of your back pocket left, right, and centre. That's the best way to go about it. Yeah. Very good. All right. What a big night, mate. You excited? You're pumped up to be involved when you're a Group 1 caller, mate. Do you get excited? Do you get the nerves starting to tingle now? Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited, mate. Looking forward to the, the, the big ones. We'll just sort of cruise into it for the first couple of races and then obviously try and lift the intensity a bit. I was very happy when I arrived here at about 4.30 this afternoon because there was a, a couch. I'm not sure it's meant for me, but um, there's, no. there's an old couch sitting out the front and I thought, well, bugger this, out the front of the broadcast. So I've just pushed it in shoved it beside the computer and I'm currently sitting on a, a nice little one-man sofa. So it's it's a good start of the night. The racing hasn't even begun yet. Mm. Yeah, well, you know what? When you have those little wins, I'm all for it. I'm all for you to take oh. him and run. That's, that's an early win for you. Even, start... if you. even if you don't back a winner, that's a win for you. Well, mate, we've already backed the winners, so well, it's, it's a win-win-win for everybody. I think bang, 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 we've we've had a good night and it hasn't even begun yet, so we can't go too far wrong. Away we go. Hey, mate, good luck tonight. Enjoy. We'll talk next week. Yeah, pleasure, mate. Uh, happy punting over the weekend and uh, can't wait to uh, to chat Tuesday about the Sandown Cup next Thursday. Can't wait either. James Vandermark, the best in the business. He's going to rip it apart at Sandown tonight on a Group 1 night. Thank you to Donners. Thank you to Tags. It's been a uh, interesting day to say the least, but we fight through... And we'll be back tomorrow, of course. Bonners earlier. And then Campbell Brown to join me from one Eastern as we work our way through what is a very, very full Friday of racing. Damien Watson, Mitch Abara, see the crew out there getting ready to go. They're about to rip it apart.
on a Thursday night around the country, Pakenham, two, two four minutes away from the second. I'm telling you, Westminster Abbey. See ya. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.